Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, and this is North America's only show dedicated to the equipment used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. That's right. You guys that are listening here are feeding, fueling, and clothing the world through what you grow. And I want to thank you for that. And I am, as you know, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air Sunday at 6 p.m. Exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And then one week after the show airs on Rural Radio, it is available as a podcast that goes around the world and gives you the opportunity to re-listen to it and also for your friends or yourself. So if you're a podcast listener, I welcome you that do not have Sirius XM satellite radio. So that is uh, what we're all about here, learning and getting the information to you. And that hopefully you've had a good week since the last time we got together and things are going well. Extremely, extremely dry here, as in many parts of the country and parts of North America, I should say, because I know a good portion of Canada is from my listeners is extremely dry i have uh, three plantings in the ground of my sweet corn so three different stages i should say and i don't think i'm going to get 10 in this year very rarely do i get 10 in usually get eight or nine but i might as well uh i don't even want to call it planting i want to call it relocating the seed from the box not the box from the bag or the hopper into the soil because it, it all it's doing is sitting there it is so dry and uh but that's the faith of a farmer right we have to trust in the lord and we have to move forward and that's what faith is all about trusting in the lord without seeing but it is so dry that i do not know whether this corn on our farm will ever come up and if it does come up it's going to be very 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 late but hey, we will see what happens. And that's uh, when you have eight to 10 different plantings, uh, sometimes the fourth planting ends up beating the first one because you put it in the ground and it got rain. So I will not, I, I will not complain about being out of sync with my picking whatsoever. I would just be very grateful and blessed and thankful to the Lord if we do end up having a crop. And it's frightening for this time of year. But when I put my first planting in, it was in the end of May. And I had never seen it so dry here on our farm at at the end of May. And then subsequently now in June, it is like the Sahara Desert out there. But we shall see what happens. We just have to trust and move forward. But what I'm going to talk about today on this show is I'm going to talk about the specific gravity of spray mix partners because for those of you that are blessed to have a crop in the field a crop that is growing it is the time of year where you're going to be going into the field you're going to be doing foliar feeding you're going to be doing um, maybe some uh, fungicide you may be putting on uh, some crop protection products you may be hitting uh, hitting some weeds with some glyphosate and everything today on the farm is and rightfully so 
I'm not uh, saying it in a derogatory sense, is based upon bringing efficiency because farming is a business like anything else. And the, and the more efficiency that you could bring to it, which is right, basically the only thing we could control because we can't control the weather, we can't control the markets, or, the, or, or excuse me, the Chinese control the markets. Right? So uh, that's my opinion. Some of you may disagree. But we can control our... We'll try to make our our operation as efficient as possible. So everybody talks about making one uh, or tag teaming things and tank mix partners. So when you're going through the field with the sprayer, all right, you're making one trip instead of two or three. So you're putting a fungicide, you're putting some weed control, you're putting some some foliar feeding, and you're making one trip through the field. And that is a smart way to do it because number one is that it's less time it's less fuel diesel fuel it's less compaction on the soil and uh there's less potential damage to the crop of running some over because we all run some over right so that's a that's a dirty little secret but hopefully you don't run it over in the, the show field right along the highway but uh anyway but it is always the most efficient to be able to tag team and put things together but what has always bothered me with agriculture and coming from the automobile industry is we do so many things to uh, we go out into the field right and the big thing today is put flags in the field and and and, and uh, clock the time of emergence and all the corn should come up within a couple hours or another and we do this and we do that and we do all these different things to bring some data to our operation and hopefully take that data and convert it into modifying our procedures for efficiency. We're supposed to do a, 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 a calibration on our sprayer, right? We're supposed to do a, a, a calibration on our combine. We're supposed to do a combine loss, to all these different tests, right, that we're supposed to do on our farm. But does anyone speak about the specific gravity of the tank mix that we are using and how it is going to impact the flow rate so we have flow meters right oh i'm putting 22 gallons per hour because the meter says so but are you really doing that because you did not check the specific gravity so why don't you sit pat during the short break because i already went long and when we come back we're going to make i'm going to make understanding specific gravity of your tank mix partners and what if you choose to do it to modify your your spraying your application process to be in sync with that with that weight of that tank mix so sit right pat and we will be back in a minute or two Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Get your weekly dose of the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing and the shooting sports. Western sports. An incredible ride you will have to see to believe. And agriculture. Real Ag Radio, your home for insight and analysis of the issues that are impacting your farm business. I'm Rob Sharkey of Shark Farmer Radio. There's so much to learn from the great people of agriculture. Rural Radio is your home for the ag industry and Western sports. Sirius XM 147 and on the SXM app. 
Justin Mills here, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the beef industry, plus we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook, and the Captain Tim O'Burn with Working Ranch Magazine will stop in for Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147 Sirius XM. Join us every Saturday on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147 at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for Ag Talk, Your Story Matters. This is America's platform for women in agriculture to share their thoughts, ideas, and stories. We invite you to be a part of our conversation every week. Howdy, folks. Be sure to tune in this week to the Better Horses Radio Show. It's aired on Wednesday and Thursday evening at 11 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 with hosts Ron McDaniel, Don Dawson, and me, Ernie Rodina. This week, we visit with Nicholas Diaz, fifth-generation Charo, and Mike Kibble, a horseman's horseman. Two interviews you will surely enjoy. So be sure to tune in this week to the Better Horses Radio Show right here on Rural Radio Channel 147. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk. Weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the SiriusXM app. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, and we're going to be discussing specific gravity of liquid tank mix partners. Specific gravity is the, is the measurement, the weight of a liquid, and the, why it's called specific is because it's it is geared towards or i shouldn't say geared it is referenced as the proper word towards the weight of water and the weight of water is identified as 8.345 pounds per gallon i don't have the metric number in my head so please forgive me if you're listening and you live in a metric world but you could look that up it's very easy so now a couple of things that we need to bring to light succinctly so that this makes sense for you all right uh so basically if you would so specific gravity of one equals the weight of water which is 8.345 pounds for a gallon now if the specific gravity goes above one that that means that whatever that liquid is is heavier than water and if it goes below one, it is lighter than water. So if you look at, let's say, like gasoline, uh, gasoline is around 0.78 uh, specific gravity. So it is less than one. So it is lighter than gasoline. So if you were to put ga- water in somebody's gas tank, what's going to happen is the water is going to settle to the bottom, right? Because it's heavier than the gasoline. Now, how is specific gravity read? It's read, it's read on, a, on an instrument called a hydrometer. And we're going to discuss that later on in this episode today. So a hydrometer measures the specific gravity. And the way you would measure specific gravity is you would take a sample of the liquid and you would put it in a, in a barrette and then you would take a hydrometer. And a hydrometer is calibrated to different ranges. So let's say arguably if you were going to measure... Uh, fluids that weigh no more than water so you'd have a hydrometer maybe it went from 0.5 up to 1.0 specific gravity and then if you were to measure fluids that are heavier than water so then it would go from let's say from 1 to 1.6 or from uh, 1.2 to 1.8 there's all different ranges just like if you were to look at a pressure gauge or a tire gauge 
So if you were to use a tire gauge that if you want to measure, read the air pressure in a tire that it's at 120 pounds, you're not going to use a gauge that only goes up to 15 pounds, right? And likewise, if you want to read a, a tire that's 15 pounds, you're not going to re- use a gauge that goes up to 1,000 pounds because there's not enough resolution. So there's many different hydrometers that you that you could buy and we'll hopefully get to that before the end of the show. So in essence, one is your control, and that is the weight of water, and I keep repeating it, 0.8345 pounds. So now the other thing that you un, that the industry recognizes but does not recognize, and it's I consider it the dirty little secret because in the in the automobile field, in automobile engineering, well with engines and calibrations and fuel injectors and carburetors, right? is that we always are concerned with specific gravity. But the dirty little secret, and I'm calling it a dirty little secret because it's out there, but it doesn't, like a little asterisk next to it, but nobody's really, really, you know, saying, hey, you got to pay attention to this, uh, is that the flow rate of every tip that's used on a sprayer, every nozzle, whatever you want to call it, is based upon its flow with water. Now, the fact of the matter is without them, I said, I'm going to make this simple, is that the specific gravity of a liquid is its density. We're used to doing a density test if we're we're spreading dry fertilizer, right? Pelletized granular or granular fertilizer. We're going to do a a relative density and we're going to calculate so we have the right spray. I mean, not the right spray, the right spread of mix of that particular fertilizer. Now, a sprayer so if you go to any one of the companies that make sprayer tips and everything so if they say there's a 30 gallon per acre tip at 40 pounds of pressure making up numbers all right that is based upon water water is the test fluid and the and the density which specific gravity is is going to impact the flow rate through an orifice because what is a sprayer tip it's an orifice it's a hole so if you go in that, I know in this audience, this we have such, we're blessed with such an eclectic audience. We have people with a three-point hit sprayer and we have people with a million-dollar state-of-the-art sprayer with all different controls on it and everywhere in between. You may have a, a pull-behind sprayer with controls. You may have a pull-behind with no controls, whatever. It makes no difference. None of this changes what I'm talking about specific gravity. The science does not change. How you would set your sprayer is going to be application specific to your unit and your controller or no control. Like I have no controls. I have to do pressure and ground speed to get the desired right. All right. So that all comes into play, but doesn't it's not going to change the facts here. So the fact is that the number one thing is that if you're calibrating your sprayer and you're doing a spray test, a calibration test on your sprayer, and and uh, doing a nozzle flow test or what have you, all of that data is based on flowing water with a specific gravity of one, all right? You go into your controller, whatever it is, Raven, whatever brand it is, it's all different brands, that was the one that came into mind, all right? But the fact of the matter is, I want 22 gallons per acre, that's what I want on this, whatever it is, right? And then it's going to control us, whether it's pulse with modulated opening and closing a valve, changing the pump speed, whatever. It's going to accomplish this for 22. But that math is all based upon water. 
Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, Hot Rod, I have a really expensive sprayer, and it uses a magnetic flow meter, and it tells, and, it, and they claim, and the operative word is claim, all right, because you know me, I'm not politically correct. I don't mind, mind stepping on people's toes. Operative word is claim that it compensates for the different specific gravities. And if you were to look at the auto industry, if you would look at the petrochemical industry, if you would look at anybody who makes high resolution, high accuracy flow meters, and I'm not saying none of these companies don't, is that it will come to play is that you cannot compensate for specific gravity truly compensate for the desired flow which we call the target based upon that flow meter all right the flow meter is going to give you it so just like i live in hackett's well i I say i live in hackett's i really live in alamoochee so if my car broke down in ohio and i'm hitchhiking home <clears throat> excuse me and somebody says to me where are you going say Hackettstown so I, mean, I could get you to Hackettstown right so they drop me off on Main Street Hackettstown well that's six miles from my house but I'm not being you know I'm not complaining the guy got me from Ohio to Hackettstown right so the thing is it's close but not what we're looking for and with today's high yield farmers bringing efficiency and everything and we also the efficacy of the products that we're spraying need to be based upon having the proper flow rate so if we're doing all our math based upon water which weighs 8.345 pounds per gallon and we're putting something on let's say like i have over here liquid nitrogen which uh, for the most part (coughs) weighs a little bit over 10 pounds per gallon all right that 28 percent liquid nitrogen then our math is going to be all wrong so what i'm suggesting you to do is a couple of things very 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 simple first of all <clears throat> and i'm sure some people are doing this i personally don't know of anyone that is all right that doesn't mean anything i have a small scope of people that i interact with what you need to do is invest in a hydrometer you invest in a hydrometer i would say invest in a hydrometer that goes from one to 1.6 so that's a range that's probably a pretty good range if you want to get to one that goes to 1.6 and then 1.5 to 2.0 or 2.1 and buy another one they're not expensive all right and then i would buy a barrette for that hydrometer something that's going to be uh usually i would like to use a glass barrette because it's going to be indifferent to the chemicals it's easy to clean <clears throat> and then with you obviously you're going to need to have some chemical gloves and as and a method to pull a agitated and thoroughly mixed sample from your spray tank all right so that is what you're going to need to do and then now if you're looking at gasoline and other chemicals most most specific gravities are read at a temperature around 68 degrees fahrenheit we're not even going to bother to go that particular there and then you're going to learn how to use this hydrometer very simple what you basically going to do is you're going to put you're going to put it inside uh, you're going to put it partially fill this barrette so that the hydrometer will float and you're going to put it in there you're going to let it stabilize let it sit there and then you're going to read the scale on the hydrometer very 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 easy and then what you're going to do is you're going to use some math and then what the math is going to be is you're going to modify modify your 
your spray rate because for instance let's say if you were spraying 28 percent nitrogen nothing else in it no tank mix partners no fungicides no glyphosate no boron nothing just straight 20 28 percent n all right what you would basically find is that you would need to calibrate your sprayer for 22.6 gallons per acre on water to get your target if it happens to be 20 gallons per acre and this is where things are skewing so how do you go about doing this it's very very simple you're going to take the specific gravity of your tank mix partners whatever whether it's just nitrogen or 50 things in there like a cocktail all right you're going to take your, t- your specific gravity you're going to write it down then you're going to get your cheapo calculator you don't have to worry about how to do square roots from back in high school and you're going to take the square root of that specific gravity so and then what you will basically do is you will multiply that square root value so the square root of the specific gravity of liquid nitrogen is 1.13 liquid nitrogen 28 percent has a specific gravity of 1.28 so then you're going to multiply <clears throat> that square root value by the gallons per acre that you would want to put down with with water because remember that the sprayer tip is, is calculated upon water and then you will come up with a new value so let's just run this math real quickly so for instance using 28 percent n all right so you have a, you have a uh, the square root of the specific gravity the specific gravity is 1.28 you take the square root of that punch it into your calculator it's not very very simple all right comes out to 1.13 your target is 20 gallons per acre of 28 percent liquid n all right so now you're going to multiply your target by 1.13 all right to get the equivalent in water and now you will have to calibrate your sprayer all right whether it's on a, in a controller whether it's changing the size of the tip whether it's changing the pressure or whether it's the ground speed what have you because now when you're using water as your calibration you're going to need for that sprayer to put out to 22.6 gallons per acre for you to get a true 20 gallons per acre of liquid n so that is how important specific gravity is because if you do the down and dirty math you'll be putting down 13 percent less nitrogen on that field than you think that you are because you're having that error based upon the weight of that the density of what's in your tank so just sit pat during the short break and then we're going to finish up when we come back Hi, I'm Mike Pearson, host of AOA, heard Monday through Friday right here on Rural Radio from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Each day, we'll talk to those making the news in markets, ag policy, trade, and rural health care. And you'll hear from the ag and political leaders about the pressing issues of the day and what they might mean for the future of agriculture. So join me here on Rural Radio from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for AOA. 
The Cowboy Channel Bar in the historic Fort Worth Stockyards is the country's first bar dedicated 100% to Western sports. Watch your favorite rodeo on one of the 11 televisions from the Texas Swing and the National Finals Rodeo. Cowboy Channel Bar is your ticket to the best drinks and the most iconic rodeos from across the country. Saddle up to the bar seven days a week or head downstairs to the historic speakeasy on the weekend. Located right under the famous Fort Worth Stockyards sign, visit the Cowboy Channel Bar today. From Kansas to Ohio, that's where you'll find Pivot Bio. From the Mississippi Delta and the Chesapeake, Nebraska and the hills of Tennessee. Proving on thousands of fields across this great land. When you work the ground till the sun goes down, Pivot Bio's got a plan. Greener plants and a healthy land use our predictable nitrogen. Wherever farmers grow, yeah, that's where we go. It's that time again, 100 rodeos in 100 days. The countdown begins with the Reno Rodeo and doesn't stop until the end of September. And what happens during that 100-day window, you ask? Well, we feature some of the best and most historic rodeos in the country, like the Calgary Stampede, Cheyenne Frontier Days, the Pendleton Roundup, and a whole lot more. And the NFR picture takes shape as the best in pro rodeo fight for a spot in the top 15. It's happening. Don't miss 100 rodeos in 100 days on the Cowboy Channel, the official home of pro rodeo. Alrighty, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. What I want to do on this show is to bring you to a higher level. I don't want to confuse you, but we're doing so many things in agriculture, uh, precision planting, which is a brand name, obviously, but the thing is all the downforce, we're doing this, we're flagging stuff, we're taking tests, we're doing everything, but there is so much error in our application of any type of spray in the field liquid spray and if you're doing tank mix partners and you are not compensating for the specific gravity of anything that you're spraying and even if you have a controller that you know that the flow meter that they swear on a stack of bibles oh no this is going to look at it as they said in the other segment if you look at the automobile industry look at the petrochemical industry all right they do they all tell you that the flow meter specific a magnetic flow meter is only going to get you close it's going to get you to Hackettstown not Alamucci all right so the thing is that it is so simple you probably would have less than a hundred dollar investment in a hydrometer maybe even two hydrometers and a glass barrette and you only need about 300 cc's of your tank mix you not you don't need gallons of it 300 cc's of your tank mix you put it in the barrette you put it you put the hydrometer you take a reading all right you take a reading you do your math you take the square root you modify it by your target rate and the thing is that now you go and set your control or whatever you need to do change your tip or whatever has to happen and what are you going to be a hundred percent dead nuts on you're not going to be all right but the fact of the matter is you're going to be so much closer you'll be 95 percent on because right now you have a you have a false sense of security that you're going through the field and you're thinking you're putting 20 gallons i'm making up numbers 20 gallons per per acre on my crop i'm doing boron i'm doing this i'm doing a fungicide i'm hitting it with fungicide i'm killing some weeds i'm doing whatever you're doing in there right and you are not getting that right because everything that you are adding 
to that water has the potential the potential to change the specific gravity not the potential will change the specific gravity and in most instances it's going to be higher your tank mix partner is going to be higher than than water than pure water all right so you may say like methylated seed oil is a little bit lighter than water but if you're putting a, a nitrogen in it, so it's so simple what i'm giving you is a simple backdoor approach take a sample all right take a sample measure the specific gravity take two seconds with a five dollar calculator do the math multiply it out set your controller set whatever you have to do all right do it all right you're going to get the right efficacy you're going to get the right efficiency you're not going to be putting on too much too little and most of the time we are putting on less than we think all right so it's like you know my friend used to say a broken clock tells the right time twice a day and uh it's frustrating for me because there's so many parallels between automotive engineering and agriculture and yet a lot of people aren't recognizing them and i'm not saying you jump out of the window and go nuts with this but you really need to start to take these readings so i want to thank you so much for tuning in and i want you to know that the hot rod farmer wants you to be efficient and i want you to recognize and understand specific gravity and how it impacts your spray Thank you. Have a blessed day. A ProBox has enough seed to plant 125 acres of corn. Now, if you wanted to put 40 pounds of nitrogen on those acres, you'd need 1,200 gallons of anhydrous or 1,700 gallons of UAN or 5 tons of urea. But what if that amount of nitrogen was already on your seed? Pivot Bio is now putting nitrogen on seed. The first company to ever apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Tune in for Commodity Wrap each weekday morning at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, and every evening at 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central. I'm Marlon Bowling, bringing you the latest market details and talking with a variety of market experts on location at the CME Group. From grains to livestock and everywhere in between, your rural radio team will keep you informed of the latest developments the minute they happen. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve and protect your bottom line. It's Commodity Wrap on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, your market authority. Stay informed with the latest news of agriculture with American Ag Today every weekday morning on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and I want to invite you to join the conversation as we talk the latest news, market information, ag technology, innovation, weather, and more on American Ag Today. That's every weekday at 6.52 Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Tune in to Rural Evening News, where we walk you through the headlines of the day with an unbiased take surrounding agriculture, policy, and markets from around the world. Rural Evening News, weeknight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147, your agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. Hey, folks, this is Larry Stewart from the group Restless Heart. Thanks for listening to Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM.